Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Um, I, I, I think I couldn't have written a better script um, for what we're trying to do. Um, it, it's an it's a exciting day for the team. Very proud of the guys. we got a short week, so uh, we, we can enjoy it for um, maybe, a, maybe a half hour, and then uh, you know, it's on to the next. Michael, between the two of us, you're the betting man. But oh, yes. Before the season, I would not have bet your money that the Miami Dolphins would be the last undefeated team in the AFC. Even with all the moves they made this offseason, which we loved, although if memory serves, you didn't exactly love the Mike McDaniel hire uh, mm. at the time. But even with all the moves that they made, and it's, but especially given their opening schedule, say what you want about the Patriots, they made the playoffs last year. So beating three playoff teams, the Super Bowl favorite in week three that had just beaten the breaks off of two playoff teams from last year, including the defending Super Bowl champion, you couldn't have told me that Mike McDaniel will be 3-0 and while Josh McDaniels is 0-3. I mean, this 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 right. might be the best story in the sport through three weeks. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a great story, and you know, Mike, it makes me wonder because I know rest in uh, rest in peace, Don Shula. I know for many years, the '72 Dolphins. I won't call them bitter, maybe a little petty, but the '72 Dolphins for years have a little get together, and they'd raise a glass every time the last undefeated team. Right. Will lose. Right. Will the 72 right. Dolphins, those who are remaining, will they raise a glass and celebrate when the Dolphins <laughs> lose their first game? It's a good question. Would that happen? That's family question. business. Right. This is family, right? Are they, so, go, um, they going to be on the sideline? You know, <laughs> as the season goes on, the way the way the uh, what year was it? The way the '85. Dolphins were on the sideline. Oh, when, yeah. When, when, oh, when yeah. the Dolphins beat the Bears. <laughs> beat them down. Yeah. Beat them down. Only lost. Only lost that year. They were a great team. So, look, I got I to gotta give it to them. Mike, you're right. I didn't like the hire of Mike McDaniel. And it wasn't necessarily. It's kind of personal, Mike McDaniel. When people say it's not personal, it's kind of personal. I mean, it's kind of. A little bit. But it wasn't really about. It was about 10% or 15% Mike McDaniel, and it was 85% of what they did to my man, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah. I felt like, oh, man, I, like, come on. He's got well, two out of three years, way. got a, if you got a winning record. Way, yeah. If you felt that way, it, does it stand to reason that there were people in the organization, people in the locker room that felt that way, that felt that Mike McDaniel had something to prove to them? An, un- an unproven coach hadn't even called plays in San Francisco. An right. unproven coach that had to come in and replace Brian Flores, who finished last season strong. Look, there are some people who didn't enjoy working with Brian Flores. I'm strictly talking about the. I was going to say that. I'm so, no, I was no, going to say about that. the players, and, and I'm sure there are some players. But who I think the players for Brian Flores. Some of right. them, but no, but nonetheless, you and I both know, professional football players don't have to love you, to play for you and to respond to you. And to win with you if you put them in position to succeed. So all I'm saying is, I, 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 if you if you felt like they did Brian Flores dirty, I'm sure there were at least some people in that locker room that were like, all right, well, we won seven of our last uh, or eight of our was it eight of nine to finish last season. If I'm not mistaken, was it yeah, eight of nine? That's right, uh, eight we and won nine. Eight of yep. our last nine to finish last season, and now we're going to turn this thing over again to this guy Mike McDaniel, who doesn't fit the description of your typical head coach. Let's see what this guy's got. At least some some skepticism, some curiosity about whether he could get this team to respond to him 
And lo and behold, they've now won 11 of their last 12 going back to last November because this team is 3-0. and The 3-0 and Miami Dolphins. Hey. Two of them are Miami we, Dolphins. Last week, remember, well, I was well, like, it's Yo, funny that you mentioned such it. a great moment, such a great moment for, for Tua and his supporters. The entire fan base deserves this. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. It's, it's funny that you mentioned Tua because we had Omar Kelly, formerly of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, on on Friday. And now Omar is a producer and host with the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. He's, that's, that's his new gig. But he yeah. was telling you know, but he's really Mike plugged Vinny. in with the Dolphins. He said yeah. Tua had a head coach who hated him and right. Brian Flores. I said, right. well, hate. I said, hate. No, hated him. <laughs> said, okay, right. didn't really. Right. Just didn't believe in him. Resented. You know, just all this stuff. Well, even when he Flo- put him Flores, in over Fitzpatrick. Flores was. Yeah. Flores was the Deshaun Watson pursuer. Flores yeah, was I, anybody, so, but two. He was. He was a <laughs> well, never. Well, he was a never Tua. He was a never Tua right. head coach. Well, but, the, <laughs> but, but hold on now. But 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 listen, that uh, that organization, including its uh, owner, who is uh, you know currently indisposed, having been suspended right. for tampering. Nobody in that organization can say with a straight face that they always believed in Tua, including the owner who wanted to tank for Joe Burrow, okay, and who wanted Tom Brady so much so that he tampered beyond. Anybody in, in, in any recorded incident in NFL history just dumb tampering. His suspension and fine, right? Exactly. Just dumb tampering. Okay. And now here they are, three and zero with just two signs lower. And I know, I know, quarterbacks, you know, wins and losses are, are a team record, and not to put be put on quarterbacks. But nonetheless, in the last two weeks, two has come out on the winning end with Lamar Jackson and now Josh Allen on the other sideline. And, you know, I, I got to give it to him. And this is why I'd say the Dolphins are different. See, I expected the Dolphins, <clears throat> after they went down to Baltimore by 21 points in the fourth quarter, I said, okay, here we go. This is what I expect to see. They came back in that game, a great comeback for the Dolphins, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle go off. All right, that's a little different. Okay, here they come. They got to come back to earth now, taking on the Buffalo Bills. I don't care how many injuries Buffalo has. Buffalo has owned Miami and more more particularly more specifically Tua's has some terrible games against Buffalo yeah. some of his worst They've owned games Miami and Bills Mafia had, took over South Beach saw them videos. Yeah. Oh, look at all of the, the Bills fans. I mean, yep. yeah, they, it's all like here we go. Now it comes back and they right. beat that. They, they scaled that hurdle too. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm ready to say that they are they are legit. They are legit contenders. They are legit contenders Ooh. in Ooh, the AFC. Okay. Are they? Yeah, are they Super Bowl? Are they Super Bowl favorites? No, no, uh, you know, Buffalo lost the game. They lost the game. That's all. That's not enough to say. Right. Oh, Buffalo suddenly have and, and what's the what's the uh, what's the formula on the four letter network? You tell me what's the question today <laughs> on as Bill Belichick would say. No, no, it was Randy Moss. Randy Moss would say on the talk shows and game shows on the talk yeah. shows and game shows. What's the question? You got it. Are the Dolphins contenders? There are two of them. That's one. The other one. More about more the about Miami the Dolphins, Dolphins or the Bills. Did the oh, Dolphins that's win another or did one. the Bills lose it? Did the Dolphins win it or did the Bills lose it? That one? And then, Ken, we know Ken Dorsey lost it. Oh, there's another one? Okay, did the uh, Dolphins Did the Dolphins make a show the did they NFL? Make a yeah, they, yeah, no, they no. Make, yeah, what kind of Yeah, what? Did the Dolphins show the NFL the blueprint oh. for beating the Buffalo Bills? All that, all that corny stuff. No. There's no blueprint for beating the Buffalo Bills. They played well. We got well. Dolphins and played degree, well yesterday. A hundred and something degree temperatures helps. That's for sure. Hey, it's maybe harder, they should have done like know, the Patriots. It's, it's hard to win. They should have followed the Patriots' advice. Go down early. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I just give me an excuse to leave Western New York in September. Even in <laughs> September, Western New York. Give me, give me an excuse to go to Miami. In in late September for an extra few days. I don't know. I'm not going to blame the weather. I'm not going to blame injuries. I'm going to say this. No, Miami no, no, I'm Dolphins, not making I'm not, finally, I'm not taking anything away from they're finally, they. They finally brought it together because, you know, like a lot of teams that aren't, 
playoff teams, they have an abundance of one thing, not an abundance of the other. So they all, they were really good defense last year. They finished strong, but the offense yeah. was a question. Way, way what back in the day, back in the day, they had a great yeah. offense, no defense. Now, it looks like they've been able to put both of these things together, and they are, they're definitely a playoff team. That's no question. They're a so, playoff team. Definitely? Okay. Well, definitely I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Because I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about it in general, Michael, just trying to be more in the moment in my life. Um, hmm. And not, oh, this is deep. And not always, this. this is deep. And not always worried about the future, not always worried mm. about the past, okay. but just enjoying okay. the moment. Um, like it. And listen, I'm still upset at myself um, for what I said about the Cowboys, who we'll see again tonight on Monday Night Football. What I said about the Cowboys after the opener and wrote off their season. I won't eat any more words, I won't eat any more paper. But I'm still upset about my, at myself for being so overreactionary after week one, only for the Cowboys to come back and beat the Bengals behind Cooper Rush. We'll see what they do against the Giants. But I also remember last year. Now, granted, these wins were against the Giants, Jaguars, <laughs> and Jets. Okay, these wins were against the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. But nonetheless, you know who else started 3-0 last year? And I was all excited about them? The Denver Broncos. Now, I yeah. am, now, just to be clear, I'm not saying that these Miami Dolphins are akin to last year's Denver Broncos. What I am saying, stop the presses, is that it is a very long season because a week ago, Buffalo looked unbeatable. Now, Buffalo is playing rookies and second-year players drafted in a six-round, no disrespect, in their secondary right now. They are depleted in the back end and Buffalo had such a meltdown in Miami that Ken Dorsey like destroyed headsets and tablets. I could watch that video all day, but here's what Me I too. want to point out to you. And I'm and I yeah. may come back to this theme quite a few times just in terms of like we should all just remember to stay in the moment and enjoy what we saw on Sunday, but not guarantee anything. I, you didn't guarantee anything and, and Miami is legit. I'm not I'm not disagreeing that they're not legit or disagree that they're legit or contenders or what have you, but check this out. This is the AFC last year, just last year, at various points in the season. Not all the same point, not 3-0, and uh, three weeks in or anything like that, but at various points in the season. Buffalo was 7-6. and six. New England was 4-4. Four and four. Cincinnati was 7-6. and six. Pittsburgh was 7-7-1. Seven, seven Kansas City was 3-4. Las Vegas was 6-7. Now over in the NFC, Philadelphia was three and six. San Francisco was three and five and later six and six. And the Rams were seven and four, having lost three straight, which I think begat our little back and forth about whether, you know, believers in the Rams, you weren't, I was. Um, we all already know the history about teams that start 0-2, let alone 0-3. But 0-2, none mm. of them have made the playoffs since the playoffs expanded to 14 teams, I believe in 2018. There have been no 0-2 teams make the playoffs. 3-0 puts you in good position. But the right. ebbs and flows of this season, especially sure. as it relates to injuries, I had somebody tell me the other day, they'd be interested to see after about five weeks, once people get film on Mike McDaniel as a play caller, as a head coach, what kind of counter adjustments he ends up making. So great story. Look to be a good team. They've beaten the teams in front of them and the teams that they've beaten so far. We thought we think are really good teams, but before with anybody good or bad. I'm just in this mindset right now. I just kind of stay like in the it. moment and not saying, oh, they're definitely going to the playoffs or they're definitely a contender because look at these teams that just rattled off. They didn't look like playoff teams at those points I, I mentioned let alone, of course, the Bengals end up in the Super Bowl. The Rams end up winning the Super Bowl after going through a, a midseason swoon. I like, first of all, I like this side of you. I like this in the moment, Michael Smith. I want to see how, lo how long this lasts. I'm in the I'm, moment. I'm 43, trying to be patient. This is not just for this show. It's not just for this conversation. Yeah. It's just okay. in general. I'm trying not to get frustrated about the shit that used to bother me okay, before. Okay. I'm trying not to lose okay. any sleep about this. Like, what, what did Giannis say? Giannis was deep about this in the offseason. He said that 
thinking about the future. Damn, I'm gonna mess it up. Giannis had a great, po- a great quote. I'm, I'm not even trying to mess it up. Remember, and we'll remember, find it. he had a great quote. I'll find, we'll find it. It was, it. It was, a, it was a great quote about not living in the, living in the present. Present is humility. Like the future is, That's right. is arrogance, I, and 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 the past is something else. It was it was deep. You I know hope what I'm, I'm wrong. Let me find this quote. I give you until I'm gonna give you until October fifteenth. <laughs> okay, but I like it though. I like the effort. I like the ambition. I like that you're trying to do something different. I like. It. Now here here are a couple things. Now I think you're talking about two different things here, because you say great point on those teams. I remember Philadelphia. Oh yeah, I had written them off. I didn't think they were a playoff team last year. Here we I go. Think Here we go. Was a playoff this is, team last this year. is from. Here we go. Hold on, Mike. This on, from, say here we go. When you focus, he said, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. Mm-hmm. When you, he said, I tried to say in a moment, that's humility. Wait, I, damn, I still messed it up. I thought I had the whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look it up. Man, come on, man. That Stop was, butchering I, this, this man's this really, quote. This is this is bad live television or whatever the hell this is right this now. This is. I mean, go ahead, man. He was so eloquent. Finish making your point. He was so good. All right, I'm gonna see. He was. So I know, and then you just like you, you just chopping this I'm thing up. Okay, it. this is awful. All right. but Go you're ahead. right. I didn't think San Francisco last year was gonna make it. Uh, I didn't think Philadelphia last year was gonna make it. The Raiders, we gave up on the Raiders. The whole John Gruden situation happens. Yep. Okay, we're done with them. But that was in the middle of the season. I would like to see the rare company. I'm sure it's news they don't want to hear. I'd like to. I'd like to see and hear the rare company. Okay, the Denver Broncos. Okay. 2021. When you focus on the past, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, I wait, can't wait, focus, wait, wait, wait. I can't, I can't focus point. on you. And then we'll get I the can't focus on you. I can't focus on you. Hold on. When hold you focus on, on the past, that's oh, your God. ego. When, when you focus on the future, that's right. your pride. When you focus on the present, that's humility. The past is your ego. The future is your pride. The present is humility. Okay, Michael, I'm over that. You were saying, sorry, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even listen to you because I was so obsessed with trying to figure this out. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. 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 Hey. That was rude of me. That was rude. That shame was rude. on you. It's shame on you. Shame on you. A, a I'm multitasking. Train, a trained journalist who is like who has I got to be my own researcher. I'm my own researcher. And mentored. I mean, come on. Mentored young people about hey, you know, interviewing and getting the <laughs> quote right and all this stuff. And you got the quote like five, we got five different quotes in the last I know, I know, like two and a half I minutes. I know. I know, anyway, totally just missed, just ruined. But the whole I would, thing. I okay. would love to hear. I'm, I'm locked in. The rare yep. company, uh huh, that the Denver Broncos, 2021 Denver Broncos are in. Because I'm telling you, Mike, I don't think there are many teams that start off three and zero, and finished seven and ten. I think they were seven and ten last year. Right, right, right. Probably not. Start yeah. off three and zero, and then you yeah, go four and ten. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're the Broncos. I'm so three and zero. I'm just saying, you know, that puts you. I'd say 80. I'm just going to get off the top of my head. I'd say 78, 85% of the teams start off 3 mm-hmm. and 0, pretty much make the playoffs. So they no really would have to screw this thing up, sure. uh, you know, not to get where they're trying to go. So I do, I do believe that, that the Dolphins are different. And here's the other thing, uh, and I love the research you said about, or, or somebody telling you on background, hey, or just off the record, whatever. Look out for Mike McDaniel. In week five, week six. But here's the beautiful thing about the Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're in good shape. They had one explosive play on offense mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their opener against the Patriots. And that was at the end of the half. Jalen Waddle went 42 yards. They scored 20 points in that game. So yeah. not some offensive masterpiece. They got a defensive touchdown. Yeah. They had one explosive play. Uh, yesterday against Buffalo, they scored 21 points. Wasn't like, right. oh man, they reinvented off. Then they can win ugly. And then they had they a, can win ugly. And then they yeah. had a great they had a great comeback against Baltimore. So this is not some gimmick. This is not some hey, the league hasn't caught up. They've won in three distinct ways. They went toe to toe with with right. uh, Buffalo yesterday. And they they've won going they had, back. They to won last an ugly year. game. Different team. Yeah, different they won an ugly game with still. the with the Patriots. Yeah, and they had an awesome comeback with Baltimore. I am. I am on board with the Dolphins, and I was not as recently Josh, as Friday. Josh, Allen, Josh Allen also got to make that throw. Sorry, that, like that. Yeah. That's that's Josh Allen's better than that. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he didn't just get his feet set. But he's got to make he's got to make that throw. Um, oh, you know what? We should talk about this now. We'll come back to it later, probably with Charles Robinson. We should, we should probably talk about this now. Oh, the concussion. 
Tua shouldn't have been in that game. So the NFLPA rightfully so has launched an investigation into whether or not Tua's Tua was uh, when he was in a concussion protocol, whether it was followed Ooh. when he returned to the game. Anybody with eyes can see that Tua was hurt, that he was woozy, that he was wobbly, that he had his bell rung, whatever you want to call it. Because mm. I've seen a lot of people with back injuries. Nobody looks dizzy and discombobulated because of a back injury. If it was his back, he probably wouldn't have got up in the first place. But okay, let's say it was his back. Let's say it, it was actually his back. Then how did his back heal well enough for him to be back in the game? Because if you got a back injury that caused you to barely be able to walk, then it's probably like that's not look. He shook it off right there. That's not his back. Yeah. And if your back sees it, look, he's he's clearly he's clearly dizzy. Yeah. He can't even walk. But if that is and, his and back, you can see him. You can see him doing that. You can see right. him doing that with his head. Like After shaking. his head hits his, oh. his the back of his head hits the turf. What do you have yep. spotters for? What do you have ind ind independent neurological consultants for? What do you have all of this if somebody for if somebody can hit the back of his head on the turf, get up, can't walk, and have to be helped to the sideline only for him to pass the concussion protocol like yep. that? If he passed the concussion protocol, maybe maybe he did pass the concussion protocol. Clearly, it's flawed. Clearly, there's a hole in your process. Because he shouldn't have been able to pass said concussion protocol. And if they made a determination based off of the information that they had, they made the wrong determination. He should have been out of that game full stop. Full stop. Should have been out of that Listen, game. Listen. Back injury um, or head injury. Shouldn't have come back. I can tell you. I, I can say with pr uh, pretty full confidence that he did not pass the protocol. Um, you know, you know, uh, you know, sometimes on the side. I teach, uh, I teach sports journalism, and one of the one of the sessions I do it uh, every semester. One of the se sessions it's with the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Yeah, Boston University uh, has yeah, a yeah. has a pretty pretty substantial concussion CTE. It has been leading the industry with this research. So we have somebody come in every semester talking about the concussion. Uh, the concussion policies in every sport and one thing we got to remember and I, I'm always happy to have this reminder that to have a true concussion protocol it takes time so you can't do it if you're doing it right you can't do it in five minutes you can't do it in 10 right. minutes right and so that's what, like, I'm, if, if, that's what I'm saying if, it just there's takes a, there's a flaw whatever takes, your protocol is it's flawed right and it take you know, here's the other thing that makes it difficult. You have to be in a quiet space. So you can't. So if you're doing it on the sideline, so if somebody's on the sideline, 75,000 people and you're asking them right. a bunch of questions and they're able to answer those old, questions yeah. correctly. I think, I think they, but I think not, they go to the locker room for it. I think they do take them to the locker room or take them somewhere else. But you, you also should not be soliciting the opinion of the concussed allegedly potentially exactly. Like, I don't care. So there's some at steps. This point, I don't care what you have to say. They it's their right. job to protect the players from themselves. And so whatever steps they took, I do believe they followed it, Michael, only because if they didn't follow it, then you were about to lose your job. You know, if somebody <laughs> gonna get fired if they did right. not follow the concussion protocol. I believe they followed it, but it's probably it's not advanced enough. It's not thorough enough. If somebody who has illustrates that kind of behavior can return to the game as quickly as he did. Before yeah, we go I mean, I think, I think it's a conversation. Same, same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think it's a conversation that needs to be had in all sports. I mean, the Tua situation yesterday, you know, brings attention to it. But I think all sports really need to go back to the basics and say, what are we doing? What What is our concussion policy? What are our protocols? Sure. Are they accurate? Are they up to date? Hockey is probably the worst because the players will run away from you. The players will not even allow you to ask them that question, ask them those questions because they know what that means. So sometimes you can't find the players when you're trying to administer a concussion test. No, they're not going to do it because they want to get back on the Same thing happened with the Chargers, and I know we'll talk about the Jaguars, but on the Chargers side, so Justin Herbert gets shot up by the same doctor who punctured Terod Taylor's lung, correct? I, not, so I, get, keep so your hands to, off me. 
So gets a pain, so gets a, so a painkilling shot for fractured rib cartilage right. in order to play in this game. Okay. End of the game, they get in the break speed off him by Jacksonville, and he wants to finish the game with his teammates. You know how I love me some Brandon Staley, but that's not even a conversation. Yeah. That's not up for discussion. You have fractured rib cartilage. They have it's thirty-eight to ten. Why is Justin Herbert in the game? Because he felt it was important to be in the game. That's great. I yeah. feel it's important for you to be here the rest of the season. Nah, man. Like, is that, these players should not have that much agency over their own health because they're going to almost always want to play. Well, they can say, hey, that's my, that's my decision to make. I don't tell you when you can't go to work. You can't tell me when not to. I mean, it opens up this whole conversation. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hey, Mike, I got to tell you, I know you are a Jaguars guy. Am I? A Jaguars guy. <laughs> Dude, I know ball. you are a Jaguar. Uh, yeah, you, you are a Jaguars guy. This was for, this was for like, franchise mode purposes, right? This is back in the Gardner Minshew. I'm going to put your business out there, okay? This is yeah. back in the Gardner Minshew days. When he was still in the, yeah. on, on the uh, I would, on, on the team, yeah, I would have franchised. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm putting. No, I, yes, I would have. I would have franchised. I would. I would have franchised him then. I would not franchise him now because not not to steal your thunder, but I'm just gonna get ahead of it. It's too. But they're easy too now. good. It's, it's too good. Too, it's right. too, they're they're too, too easy. They got, they got a quarterback. They got too much. It's too. It's too easy now. I wouldn't do it now. Hey I man, do I love that that you had him. I love him. I love them now because of what they've done. <laughs> this is a whole Urban Meyer thing. They got rid of Urban Meyer. They bring in Doug Peterson. We talked to Doug Peterson out at uh, Tahoe. Couldn't have been more gracious. Nice guy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike. We were I didn't tell you this at the time. When we were talking to Doug Peterson out, out in uh, Nevada. Said, you know, we, and we both enjoyed talking to him. I was thinking, man, he's got no shot. He's, I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a while before he's a head coach again. I really thought that. I didn't think that somebody was gonna hire him. Not that he wasn't deserving, but I thought, okay, there are some other people who are gonna be in line before Doug Peterson. Maybe they didn't like the way things ended in Philly, so he may have to wait another year. I was happy to see that he got the Jacksonville job, and what he has done. What's he done with them? Just brought normalcy. That's it. He didn't make it all about him. Back to your Giannis quote. He didn't make it all about his <laughs> ego. It was quote, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got a good quarterback who's a number one overall pick. Surprise, surprise. Trevor Lawrence is is a really highly regarded prospect who's got a lot of room to grow. We'll go with the players that we have on uh, on uh, on the roster. The good players we have on roster. We'll try to use them. The, the deficits that we have on the roster, we got a lot of salary cap space. We'll go out and we'll overpay for a lot of these players to get us up to a competitive level. And we'll take advantage of what we have on defense. And I got to say, I disagreed with them when they moved away from Aiden Hutchinson. I said, now nah, you're overthinking it. Why are you overthinking it? Just take Aiden Hutchinson. They did what was right for them, what was right for their system. I don't know if they're right. They yeah. think they were right. Their last two weeks, they shut out, shut out the Colts and put a hurting, as you said, they put a hurting on the Chargers. Yeah. So, well, I am, uh, I'm excited. I, I don't, I can't understand the loss to the commanders. I don't get that one, but I'm looking forward to next well, week. Doug Peterson yeah. making his triumphant return to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's a great storyline. It's going to be a great environment. Yeah. Uh, I hope they salute that man. Um, Philly special in the building, but I'm gonna tell you what though. Um, what I like a couple of things. Typically, the teams that win the offseason Super Bowl it doesn't translate. Typically, your biggest spenders in the offseason don't end up 
uh, experiencing the immediate results. That's one. Uh, two, the Jags. So you and I both know, and I'm sure a lot of football fans know that you know there's a common term used in football circles called Jag, which means just a guy. Um, mm. For those that haven't heard it, right? Um, I think last year, some people who weren't paying close attention got it twisted with their record that they were a team full of Jags. And then they go out in the offseason and they spend a bunch of money that they, they, you know, they're a bad football team. They were competitive in spite of Urban Meyer in a lot of situations. There were a lot of games and a lot of teams that they pushed. They just couldn't find a way to close. Let's not forget what they did to Buffalo last year. Okay, for example. Yeah. When you know when the other Josh Allen stole the show from quarterback Josh and Allen. Urban. So no. And I just just to interrupt just just briefly. Yeah. Urban yeah. brought that up last year. Remember right before he had his little situation in in Ohio. Right. right. He brought that up. You know that whole. You know. There are a lot of wins in that locker room. Yeah, I'm usually not wrong of, about this stuff. There were like, a lot of wins wrong in that locker this. room. It just <laughs> wasn't. It just wasn't. It just wasn't you a lot of support in that locker room for him. It wasn't your locker room. Not for you. Go be great. Go He's be right. great somewhere else. Go go be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, go 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 be okay on on TV. Go go be go be whatever he is on TV. Go be go 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 keep a seat warm on television on Saturdays. I can't say go yeah. be great. Anyway, um, so the Jaguars here they are. The AFC South's only team above five hundred. Believe it or not, what a great story. Um, speaking of great stories, I want to just hit a couple more things before we hit this last break. If you don't mind, Michael, we can make it yeah, quick. Yeah. You want to tell me I was right about Lamar Jackson and his ability to compartmentalize and be his own agent. <laughs> you want to tell me I, was, you wanna, <laughs> I told you, I told you that man wasn't tripping. We were more concerned about his well-being got nothing to do than with he it. was. We were more concerned at home. Wanted to, wanted to represent Everybody him. Be like, oh, you it. might. Oh, you might get hurt. Oh, you might. You, he might. He's risking too much. Oh, you're betting on yourself. Oh, like, come on, man. Yesterday's price ain't today's price, and we can say that every week for this dude. We can say that every price week for up. Lamar Jackson. The price it was amazing. Going up. Did you watch the whole and game? And he is clearly Did not you watch concerned. The whole game? I watched a good chunk of it, not the whole thing, but a good. Oh chunk. my god. Oh my god. It was just like it got to the point. I was like, and I say this sometimes with with Josh Allen too, with the Bills. Like on third and one, what are they doing? What are they doing? Why? why? <laughs> they, they they can't stop them. What y'all doing? Calling a pass? Nobody can stop them. It got to the point I was I, I was convinced. It's like the Patriots can't stop them. They need him to do something really stupid, or need to get lucky, uh, pray for a false start in, in short yardage situations. If they you put the ball in his hands, they couldn't stop him. It was crazy. If he, if he keeps this up, and I don't see why he wouldn't, if they stay healthy, the only thing that this. the organization could try to hold against him is his playoff record. He hasn't been great in the playoffs. That's, that's, the, that's the guy's honest truth. And I said this on the show before. It's a truth that they can't really say to him because he's his own agent. Um, but... He's gonna get that fully guaranteed contract that he wants. He's gonna get, he's from gonna get it. There's, there, 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 from no, from them. They, they're going. They're going to oh, have okay, to from swallow them. it and say, you okay. know what? Because okay. listen, they may not have appreciated the precedent that the Browns set with Deshaun Watson, but if they give him a fully guaranteed contract, the way he's playing and with, with the body of work that he's put forth, and at his age, who's gonna say what are y'all doing? I mean, I'm just telling okay, you. Okay, give him a fully, you can give him a fully guaranteed franchise tag year to year. I guess because that's the that's the alternative. They ain't letting him out the door. So good for him and props they to his should. agent. I would hire him as my agent. They 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 shouldn't let him out the door. I, I'll tell you this: he's twenty five. He's won an MVP. So everybody's watching you, Baltimore. Everybody's watching you, uh, and and, they, and you know you know they're watching you because nobody ain't saying nobody's saying nothing. Everybody's quiet. So to make to make it seem like they're not paying attention, everybody's watching. If they don't guarantee his contract, they'll have a lot of activity. The phones will be ringing. They'll get a lot of people who will say, don't franchise them, send them to us, and we will give them a guaranteed contract. If y'all don't want to do it, 25 years old, 
has won an MVP and playing at this level, getting better, sure, somebody will want him. And I, I just wonder, you mentioned his playoff record. Look, it's not great. It's one and three. But remember, in one of those losses, he had over 500 yards total mm. offense. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. They well, lost listen, that game, hey, Michael, but he had over 500 yards. Hey, hey, Michael, once upon a time, our colleague, Ron Borges, I think he said it to a fan. I he think did. it was so, to a fan. So arrogant. He once, so arrogant. He, he once said I know the, line. the difference between he said the difference between me and you is you think I know. So with yeah. that, Charles, I just was kind of talking about what I think. I tend to think <laughs> you know. So go ahead and educate us, Charles, when it comes to this Lamar Jackson situation. How's his agent feeling right now? Okay, well, first <laughs> off, you use two qualifiers. All right, so let's start there. If he continues to do this, and if he does not get hurt, those are two qualifiers you cannot ignore. What you're—I I get it. I—he's winning right now. I'm with you. Like I, I thought we discussed this before. He could play at an MVP level. He is that man right now. Okay, and but we cannot walk away from the element of risk, which is there, and it's okay to talk about it. It's real. No one's making this up. He mm. has his money on the table. But it's a roulette wheel. He's hit red. He's hit black. He's hit red. He's hit black. That's great. If he can hit that 17 times in a row, hit it through the playoffs, he's going to be the highest paid player in football next offseason. I'm going to call that right now. Now, that said, if he doesn't hit one week, if a Justin Herbert situation happens and he has crack cartilage, if a Mac Jones situation happens and he has a high ankle sprain and is screaming, getting carried to the locker room, okay? If a Tua Tungavaloa situation happens and he slams his head on the turf, but it's a back injury, okay? There's a multitude of things that can happen here, okay? That can change dramatically this bet, just as it did with Dak Prescott. The difference was Dak Prescott had an owner who said, I'm paying that guy. I have been through the quarterback abyss. I'm not doing this again. Oh, I remember that was contentious. It was. Contentious. I, it was contentious, but it was more contentious about price prior to that really right. happening. But once the injury sure. happened, Jerry was unequivocal. I'm paying it. He's getting paid. Jerry said it immediately. He's getting paid. So you have to hope that ownership would take that same stance. We're going to pay this guy. And again, by the right. way, um, you know, you're talking about a situation with Dak Prescott, too. The contract he did, everybody knew immediately it was going to be exceeded by um, by multiple <clears throat> players after he did that. Even right. ownership in Cowboys knew that. Not so sure if you're going to pay Lamar Jackson, he's going to go to the top of the heap, which I think is absolutely possible. I don't know if that gets exceeded quickly, okay? Especially given no what's going on with Burrow right now, what's going on with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, so, yeah. There is well, let me Let me throw this there. at you. You are let right. Me, but he is me. winning, but that can change. But let me, let me, if I may, let me counter with this. Allow me to retort. Uh, let me, let me counter with this, if I may. The reason the injury thing, so all the injuries you laid out, whether it's Mac Jones, high ankle sprain, doesn't play like Lamar Jackson. Tua Tungavaloa gets hurt in the pocket uh, or gets slammed to the turf in the pocket. Um, Justin Herbert, who is very athletic, gets his ribs shattered on a hit in the pocket. All, I'm, all I would counter with, Charles, is that part of the wait for it narrative around Lamar mm. was that his style of play lends itself to injury further injury risks injuries at quarterback or at any position are just naturally a part of the game. So that's one they're going to yes. be taking if they invest in money in him. They're going to be investing money in any quarterback that could potentially get hurt. That's one Two, that's right. when it comes to whether he keeps this up. He may not continue to put up 300 and 100 or 100 yard rushing games every week. But he's already been brilliant in the regular season. He's now I sound like his agent. He's already got an MVP. It's not like he's an unproven commodity in the regular season. So there's absolutely no legitimate argument at this point for the Ravens not to give him what he wants with all due respect to the Ravens who you know I respect the hell out of them other than well, we just don't want to do a fully guaranteed contract. We or just, we, or, we just, we, or we, playoffs. What's the what's the counter? Or they or, might, or they, they might play the playoff great game. consistently in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. 
Well, first off, see a need, fill it. And congratulations on filling that need as Lamar Jackson's agent. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> I don't think he needs one, though. <laughs> Secondly, he's doing great uh, by himself. <laughs> okay, it's still an argument now. The deal's not done until it gets in the barn. Let's not, let's, let's not, okay, let's, let's be patient here. Um, look, I, first off, the deal. Let's talk about the deal for a second here, okay? Um, I think that this isn't just about Deshaun Watson and the fully guaranteed money. I think it's years, too. I don't know why mm-hmm. people aren't talking about this. Yeah, he doesn't want six the years. Ba- the Baltimore Ravens want six years. Lamar wants four. Yeah, he does, okay? doesn't want that. Yeah. He wants yep, four totally. fully guaranteed. That's what he wants to work with. He wants, you know, he wants, like, how Dak did it. I mean, not, obviously, it's, you know, different player, different caliber, but in terms of the monetary implications, he wants how Kirk did right. it when he went to the Vikings. He wants and then this go back to free agency. And then go back yeah. to free agency and keep yeah. re-upping. You keep re-upping yeah. in short-term increments. Smart. It's like an NBA on contract. Yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? When, yeah. when you retire, we'll someday all of a sudden look up, and it'll be like Rihanna. We'll be like, Lamar Jackson's a billionaire? <laughs> he's a billionaire? When did the, how did Lamar, that happen? Lamar Jackson performing at halftime? Like, he's <laughs> like, like, what? Like, when, when did this dude become a billionaire? Let me go do my research. Right. This is how you become a billionaire because hey. you make you make $600 million on the field, you make $400 million off the field, and you retire a billionaire. That's the track he wants hey, to Charles. be on. It takes time. Hey, hey real quick on, on money. We're going to pay whatever bills we got to pay. Uh, Stay right there. We're going to take this break as we catch up on time. We'll come back and and talk about some other stuff with you, okay? Mm -hmm. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right, uh, back with Charles Robinson. Uh, Charles, you know, we were talking about uh, Lamar. I just want to ask you one more question about Lamar before we move on to uh, some other things that happened in football yesterday. What would you say, 1 to 10, the odds uh, or the number you're, you're comfortable saying Lamar going back to the Ravens is is it a nine is it a 10 it is a six if if this contract if it's not dealt with this year what number would you put on that Lamar back to the Ravens I I think I think at this trajectory okay um, and if they take a step forward to the playoffs it's a 10 I think if he gets hurt I think if something catastrophic happens and his play takes a left turn. If he suffers some type of, you know, Cam Newton, potentially career altering injury, you know, shoulder injury, something like that. I think that would change the landscape. And frankly, I do believe there has to be some playoff success. I think there's going to be pause. If let's say there's a first round checkout, you know, if if you start to see the same thing over and over again, you have to sit there and say, what, what gets us over the hump and, if it was a different owner, I might feel differently about this, but I think Steve Bashotti is – I could see this being like the Bidwill-Kyler Murray situation if they don't like – if he doesn't like every single thing he sees on the field, I could see this being more difficult than it has to be. So that's a good so segue like, uh, into the – oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, go, ahead. So, go ahead. No, no, good go. Segue we into got... a quarterback. We've, we've gone 48 minutes, Michael, and not talked about – what appears to be the best team in the NFC, one of only two teams that are undefeated. We'll see about the Giants tonight. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, coming into this season, Jalen Hurts was very much on the hot seat, under the microscope. All right, we got all this talent that Howie Roseman and new organization has put around you. This is your year to show and prove. And like, he was on the hot seat. He's like, no, I'm going to be on fire. And I mean, my manager's out here killing it. Has he answered all the Eagles questions or much like Lamar that needed to see more and see him do it in the postseason? So when I spent time with the Eagles for the season, um, I was talking to Nick Sirianni and we were talking about measure. Like, how do you want to measure him at this point? And Sirianni talked about the hard data stuff, looking at ball location, like all these little things they can measure in terms of how he makes his throws, arm strength, all these different things. And he said, we feel like we're in a really great spot there. We feel like his everywhere he, uh, where he's going, that path, 
is precisely where we need it to go. Now, Sirani was like, now I want to see the leadership end of it. He said, I want to see him marry the progress that he is making as a quarterback, as a passer, as a runner, as a decision maker with his ability to lead the team. I think he's passing it. And I think they feel like he's passing it with, with flying colors right now. The team's rallying around him. Um, you know, I love Darius Slay saying the thing about all Batmans, no Robins. Um, I, I think that is the mentality that Darius uh, not only Darius has, but I think Jalen Hurts has. And the one thing that I think is really interesting when, when you talk Smith to people. Devontae Smith got it too. <laughs> Devontae Smith too. And, and a couple of those throws to Devontae Smith, Hurts has the confidence in his guys to say, I'm going to put it in a place where I think you can make the play. Okay, because some quarterbacks are, are afraid to throw 50-50 balls or they throw them to the wrong guy or he's developed a chemistry mm. with Smith. He's got the chemistry with A.J. Brown, which has been remarkable that it's it's developed as quickly as it has. But I think when you talk to people around the league, what's really interesting is they're like, there are the, there was this number of things he needed to do to get better as a quarterback. And they people who are looking at him from the outside in are saying, we're seeing him do that. He's getting right. better as a player. He's getting better as a passer. He's getting better as a decision maker. He's reading things in front of him all these progressive steps, and we can talk about, oh, coach's son and all these different things. There's no guarantee that happens. But for this dude, for whatever reason, he has stacked everything up. And now we're, again, we're early in. I hate to make big claims now, but right. the Eagles went into this season knowing if this is the dude who we think it can be, it opens up a world of possibility for us to not to, to know we got our franchise quarterback. Now right. all the picks and all these things – now we can build around him in a way that opens that Super Bowl window for an extended period. Hey, last time we were on the show, uh, you told me to take it easy on Nathaniel Hackett. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to spend a whole lot of time on this game because I didn't spend a whole lot of time watching it, quite right. honestly. This but is Nathaniel a receipt. Hackett went out. This section, no, this, no, this no, section no, 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 because he had a good point. No, he had a good point. He had a good point. But nonetheless, Nathaniel Hackett must be nice. To have this kind of grace, they went out and got him some help in the game management category. <laughs> um, now they sit at two and one, which it could be worse. They could be Josh McDaniels Raiders and be zero and three. But basically, mm -hmm. like you know, take us inside the Broncos organization and their and their where they are two and one, but their offense. They thought they had their franchise quarterback leaves quite a bit to be desired to this point with the, with the quarterback and the head coach. Spoke to someone this morning. Okay, so I can I can I'll do this in sixty seconds, so we don't have to spend a ton of time on. Um, number one, I think they were hurt as a number of teams were by the fact that they did they had a new quarterback come in, offensive change, new head coach, play calling, dues, all these different things, and they didn't play starters. Okay, in the preseason, and I think they knew and they accepted it's probably going to be a little sloppy early. I think, you know, they're, they're a little surprised at some of the walls that they've run into. However, I think they know, and, I, and they're not the only team, by the way, that mm -hmm. maybe we start to approach the preseason a little bit different and not just sit everybody or we suffer the consequences early. So that's number one. Number two, going getting help up in the booth, okay? People are clowning them for that. That's unfortunate because the fact of the matter is they identified a need, okay? They went out and they addressed it. And a lot of head coaches would say, no way, man. I, that's a bad look for me. That makes it look like I, I'm not ready for the job. I got an ego. I'm not going to let that happen. It was the opposite. He wanted to address it. He wanted to fix it. He worked with the general manager. They went out. They got the help he needed, which I think was a positive. Number three. He might be a trendsetter. Number, <laughs> he ain't hey, the only coach could use it. <laughs> look, look, yeah, you're right. And that is exactly right. Thank you for saying that. Number three. I think there's an element of Russell Wilson that we saw last night, particularly in the fourth quarter. He's going to have to start to step into this and go, hey, a little of this, I'm going to have to take on myself here too. I'm, I'm the $250 million quarterback. There's a drive. I need to put myself out there. Hey, we don't want to do that all the time. I can hurt myself. But I saw a Russell Wilson there where I was like, that's that dude. That's who they will follow. That's the guy. That's the leader. That's the dude who you paid going out and making the plays necessary and injecting the, the juice when you needed it. He did that. Okay, I think that's a positive. Um, you know, Quinn Miners, who's going to be their best offensive lineman, by the way, long-term. He's going to be a Zach Martin type. When he comes back, they're going to run behind him, and you're going to realize what a big deficit it was not to have him. Not having Tim Patrick, 
not having your best safety and yet your defense plays really well. You know, Jerry, yeah. Judy, I don't know. They're going to have to continue to work on that that offensive depth chart around the skill position, skill position pieces around him and also commit to Javante Williams. All I'm saying here, they're 2-1, and one, okay? Yeah. Ask the Raiders if they would like to be 2-1 playing. Or they trade football. places in a okay. second. They trade in places second. in a second. So they, they Mike, you got the, are lucky. They got time to work this out. That's what I'm saying. We don't have time to get into Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes like we wanted to. We it was easy. fine. They're also 2-1. It, oh, it, it, it was nothing. Was and they nothing. don't want to be 2-1. Hey, Eric Bieniemy told me last time I saw him that Patrick Mahomes' daddy long time ago gave him permission to put paws on him if necessary. That relationship, they've been together so long. Mahomes putting in plays at the last Holy minute. Fuck. He's taking ownership of that offense. That was nothing shady McCoy. Cut it out. It was a, it was a, <laughs> listen, that's a fiery coach. It's a family squabble. Okay. Yes. If you know anything about Eric Bieniemy, fiery coach and a quarterback who's always going to want to go for it. That's it. That's right, Charles. Let's argue, Charles. We love each other. We argue all the time about fantasy football and stuff. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, Michael, sometimes when you win, you actually lose. Sometimes when you lose, you actually win. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. And sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. Okay? I'm just saying. So I, too, have thirsted. <laughs> I butchered the hell out of that quote earlier. I got to Bro, I should have just gave up, but I was. I just, I just had to get it out. Dude, and, and you kept... And you kept coming back to it. I was like, no, just read it. <laughs> you kind of remember it, but kind of reading it too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.